back to another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. I'm Lisa. And I'm Jess. And we are here to talk to you about another couple of books that we read this week. Um, Our theme for this week is High Sea Adventure. You went high for the high. (laughs) I liked it. which I kind of manufactured that theme specifically because I wanted to read Silver Tongue Devil by Stacy Marie Brown. And I happened to have another book that had a C theme on my TBR list. So I just said, here, Jess, you can cover this one. <laughs> yeah. So what are you reading this week? Uh, the Girl Who Belonged to the Sea by Catherine Quinn. All right. So let's get into it. So like I said... I read Silver Tongue Devil by our gal Stacy Marie Brown, who we've talked about a few times in this podcast. She did the wacky Alice in Wonderland Christmas retelling that we covered. We and have. then she also um, wrote the Darkness series, which I think we talked about one of those books. Probably the theme was something to do with like red hot alphas, because. <laughs> The alpha in that book is one of my so standout Lisa favorites. Says, You've always loved Eli. And- I have. And mm. when I reread it, it just made me love him even more. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a Riker fan. Yeah. Or, well, I, I mean, mean, that's fair. He's hot, too. Like, we all know, ultimately, it's Lars. Like, yeah. He's not a, I mean, he does get his own book later on. He does, have too. To do that one. I think. Because two. Yeah, because the Lightness series is four books. And I think the last two are kind of devoted to Lars's Lars. story. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some mentions of him in this book because he's like, oh, there's mentions of everyone in this book. So, (laughs) so yeah. So, this book is talking about Cryogen, who I hope I'm saying that right. What did you, you pronounced it a totally different way? I was like trying to find the name really quick (laughs) so I could remember how I say it because, you know, you read in your head. It's like, so you don't say it out loud. Croydon. I said That could totally be it. I'm like probably horribly mispronouncing tons of names. I always, after we record, my friends will be like, oh, that's how you say it? Like I'm some sort of authority. That's just how right. it, it comes out in my head when I'm reading. <laughs> it's probably Croygen. Yeah, it probably is. But now I, I, I don't know that I can call him anything but Cryogen. I just can't imagine like calling that out Croygen. in a moment of passion. Croygen. Croygen. Yeah, it's a and strange then, name regardless. I've never heard it before. And then um, the so I don't know if she Croy <laughs> Croy Croy Sea Dog Sea Dog Sea Roy Cuz he's for any he mans the sea. That's true. He's a pirate. Yeah. Mr. Sea Roy out there sea roying. I don't I stop me please. I've had a lot of Starbucks. <laughs> Anyway, whatever you want to call him. Well, he's the devil in the deep blue sea. He's the, the silver devil tongued the devil. That's yes. his that's his pirate name. So oh, that's his actual when pirate we, name. That's yeah. Right. When we meet him back in the collector series, we we know he, he used to be a pirate. But now he's like, you know, there's the Fey Wars, there's all the stuff that's going on. I'm, I'm not gonna get into it. But there's several series that all are centering around the same fey war that's fucked up the whole world. And Cryogen, Cryogen, Seroy, Seroy gets entangled in that. Um, and so, you know, now we're we're five years later after the 
Lightness series, which is the latter part of the trilogy series for this chunk of the story. And then you've got the Savage yes. Lands series, which is probably her more popular or most popular series. And that is the same world, but it takes place 20 years after the event that happens well, in the Darkness series. And then let's complicate it even more because in this book, we go back in time mm -hmm. like way back in time where people yeah, were centuries. like you get, yes you get like your like stereotypical buccaneer pirate three musketeers style you know yeah. swords and swashbuckling and all that good stuff um so you get a little glimpse of that as well and the, that does get a little confusing sometimes to like switch back and forth between that past and present time it's yeah. not really present time it is, but it is no it's not is it it is present time for us <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we're yes, five years ahead for us. yes, we're five. Well, I mean, it's been at least five years since the Darkness series came out. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess yeah. we're right back in in present time for us. Which, you know, I don't need to get caught up on that because I don't read these books for the timeline. Sure. I read them for something and, else. And another thing is like, you know, this this new series, I, I think there's at least going to be two books. I know the second one is is in process. I'm not sure if there will be more beyond that. I, I'm almost positive that she's just writing two because I follow her on Instagram and I know that she's currently working on another spinoff series, which is about Ash, who is oh, I like Ash. Warwick's, Warwick's buddy. friend in Savage yeah. Lands. So he's getting his own book next, um, oh. which kind of leads me to like, and look, like I... I love Stacey Marie Brown. I love her writing. I love her sex scenes. I've talked about that before. Like, I think the way she writes a sex scene is is pretty perfect for me in terms of style. <laughs> You're making a face. Well, this Usually. book in just this book in particular, I had some. Okay, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like, look, this is a rich world, and there are a lot of. She does such a good job with the side characters. Mm -hmm. Like they always feel like really well fleshed out and that they're really contributing something to the story and to the world. So like I can absolutely, especially as an author, when you're done with a book, be like, I want to know more, more about you. Like you're what you're whispering to me, like you said in our last episode, yes. how they're like, oh, the characters won't let me sleep. So I absolutely get that. And I will always read these books because I love this world. I truly do. Having that said, like, I am also kind of excited for her to just start something new. New. I can see that. Because she's, like, she's everything she does is great. And I, I love her imagination and I love her world building. But I'm like, I don't know. Part of me feels like I, I might be done with this world. I wonder if it's kind of just, like, her personality or, like, what gets her going. Because I'm you mentioned her Instagram. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love her Instagram. Because every Monday I get some, Hot like, sexy-ass man in my feed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, where did that come from? Because I don't have a lot of that in my feed. So it definitely spices up my Monday. And I love it. But I, like, I wonder if that's how she kind of functions. Like, she just has a crush. And so she's got to write about that crush. And then she has yeah. another crush. And she's got to write about that crush. Because it does feel that way. And, like, I know when I read the Riker and Zoe book, I was definitely interested in Croydon or yeah, in his story and what he was all about because he was presented like very mysterious and then he suddenly had this like vulnerable soft side. So it's like it was all there like and you wanted it fleshed out. So I think maybe she just gets these little she gets uh, little crushes on her characters and she, she has to tell their stories. That totally makes sense. And I, I, I feel exactly the same way. He was always kind of a standout sidekick for me. And even though, like I said, this. Like, can this book be read as a standalone? 
Yeah, I yeah. think it can. I mean, she definitely uh, describe or like tells you history where you need to know it. And, yes. you know, thank goodness she did because it's been a, a long time since I've read the Collector series and there was a lot of it that I didn't remember. So she definitely like drops in the knowledge that you need to have. I do think it's a more well-rounded story if you have read the books leading up to it. Mm. I, I, I feel like some things might be kind of not understood or missed if you don't know the whole you don't know how we got here and you don't know all of yeah. the characters. You know, you you actually, go ahead. that actually brings up something interesting because one of my, like, once again, totally love her, read anything she writes. But one of my critiques was like, this almost feels like fan fiction a little bit, you know? Um, but if I hadn't had read all the other books and knew so much about this world and I just stumbled upon this book, I don't think I would have felt that way. I think I would have been really into it and intrigued by the story and been like, oh, I got to read more about this universe. So I could see like the, it functioning really well as a standalone and for introducing somebody to the world. And it wouldn't, I wouldn't have that takeaway of like, this feels like fan fiction. The only reason I feel that way is because I know the universe really well and I've read so many of the other books. Yeah. Well, another thing I thought that was, I'm not going to say misleading, but you know, this is billed as like, oh, this is Cryogen's story. And you definitely get his POV for a lot of it. But really, like, the story is more about Katrina. Katrina, yeah. It's like you're really learning about a whole new character. And that's why I'm like, it does function as a standalone because I don't know anything about this girl. Yeah. And she's interesting. I actually kind of wanted more of, like, how she became yeah. the badass pirate. We got little hints of it. But, like, it but was all, like, the rumors. the story was rumors. supposed to be more about him than her. And, like, yeah. he, he remains, like like pretty shrouded in mystery throughout this book, even though, Mm -hmm. because you're not getting all of his point of view, you're just getting these little snippets. And I didn't like go pound for pound, but I feel like you get more point of view from Katrina than you do from Cryogen, but maybe that's wrong. Um, I feel that way. But yeah. But anyways, you know, you've got Kat, you meet her as, as a child. She is the daughter of his first mate, and this is, like you said, this is like centuries before we the cryogen that we meet in the Collector series. This is back when he's like at the top of his swashbuckling pirate game. Yeah. And he's, you know, everyone's afraid of him. He's like notorious on the seas. He's, you know, living his pirate way of life. And so you've got this little kid. I don't know how old she is, but she's like nearing her puberty years yeah becoming a woman yeah she is a cat shifter and that's another thing that we don't really get very many shifters in this world I don't think like you've got the dark dwellers dwellers. of course uh who are you know in the darkness series and we and we get one of them in this series as well but there are these creatures these fey mercenaries who shift into this kind of like wolf panther like creature that has blades for fur um, and we spent time with them before, but I, I can't really think of that many other sh- like shifters in this world. Like there was that the bird who Brexley had killed her mate was, in Savage Lands. I know that she's shifters like, chasing from Savage them. Lands, right? Yeah, but anyways, I felt like this was relatively new. So we've got Cat Kitty Cat, and she's a half shifter. I I believe her dad was Fay of some sort. 
not human. But he, the mom was the shifter and she died or something. She's not around. So, so Kat's on the ship with them and she's starting to enter into puberty and she's having issues with controlling or shifting and she's not like trying to figure out how that works. And Cryogen's the captain of the ship and he's basically just like, no way, you can't stay here anymore. Like, we're, we're on a ship full of, like, swarthy pirates. You're giving off all these crazy pheromones. pheromones. Like, I can't keep you safe. This is not, like, a good situation um, for a lady, like a young lady. So he sends her... <laughs> lady. <laughs> so he sends her off to this finishing school. And she doesn't want to go, and this really pisses her off. And and honestly, it, it, what it ends up sounding, sounding like is it's, like, a boarding school that we used to send, like, Native American kids to. Because oh. she ends up getting, like, abused and mistreated. And it kind of seems like it's because she's fake. Different. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it doesn't seem like that was the – like, he thought he was sending her somewhere that was going to be good for her. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a little suspect. So she ends up running away and she starts up her own pirating life. And somewhere in there, her father ends up getting killed – supposedly by cryogen, but we don't know. We don't get a lot of information about that. Like, the details are kind of sprinkled in throughout. However, the person that tells Kat that cryogen killed her father is Killian, who we oh, also I know. God about him completely. Yeah. We also know him <laughs> from the Savage Land series. And you and there was some of cryogen in that because you knew that, that cryogen was like a, what do you call it? Like an influential Mm-hmm. person in Killian's life and that he had there was some sort of like love triangle where he loved a lady and lost her and it had something to do with cryogen Whoa. and like something about the nectar too I we didn't catch of any of this who was I have not I've only read like think the first two books in Savage Lands well Maybe. you definitely know Killian Is because Killian you the main guy in the, the beginning fae, he's the, the fae king no Oh, he's, he's the, the fake king that, like, he's one of the ones who kidnaps Brexley. She's kidnapped, like, 18 oh, times. And he's the that one series. that's, like, kind of kind, but using her ultimately, probably. Yeah, he's, like, a Lars-type character. Yes. So, I, like, you, I remember I remember him, him very him. well. Yeah. All I gotta say is Lars-type. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you did hear something about this this lady, I did not even make that connection. Maybe you you may have not even gotten to that point in the Savage Land series where he's talking about Kat. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's she's like he's in love with her. Killian is, but she, but Cat has always had a crush on Crutch, and even as a child, because you know he's like the big time sexy pirate guy. So. She finds out that Cryogen kills her dad, and then instead of the goal of becoming a, she still has the goal of becoming a better pirate than than Cryogen, but it's ultimately about seeking revenge against him for yes. killing her father. She's gonna kill him, right? That's her. And so that's that's game. her goal, and I don't even think she knows like where he went or what he's been up to. So no. he Cryogen's been you know hanging out with Zoe and Riker and their family. And, like, this is one thing right off the bat that has a certain amount of ick factor for me. So I barely remember this from the Collector series, but Cryogen at the end of that starts to fall for Lexi, who plays Zoe, the main character of of the Collector series' adopted sister. 
And you get like a passage of time in that series. So like Lexi is a child when Cryogen meets her. But over the course of that series, time passes and she grows up. And there's this kind of romance that is starting to brew between them in the last book. And I remember that giving me a little bit of a nose wrinkle at the time. Like nothing happens between them beyond a kiss. And then, yeah. you know, spoiler alert, she's like a really minor character in that series. She dies and that fucks Cryogen up. And Which- so ultimately that's why he decides to leave that family dynamic with Zoe and Riker and and set back off to the sea. This is how bad my memory is. I didn't remember that she died. Like we were talking, they would like talk about it in this book. I'm like, I I guess that happened. Yeah, that's right. People were kind of sad, I think. I think I remember. But then I also, do you think they were trying to set it up like those were all misplaced feelings because of his history with Kat? Like, this was something, like, history repeating itself where he felt this, like, protectiveness know. over a young girl. And then she, like, came up and, you know, became a woman. And then he was, like, fighting, like. But he hadn't, like, met Kat again at that point. No, but he had had the similar scenario. So that might have been why he latched on and wanted to protect Lexi so much. Yeah, well, and I think he history. talks about that in this book. Like, making, he makes that comparison, Cryogen does, in the, yeah. the book. Um, whether or not she had planned that out, I don't know. Cause I don't know if she knew she was going to write a spinoff book about him yet at that point. Uh, I didn't remember her. Di- I remembered that character. I didn't remember her dying until they started talking about it. And same as you. Then I was like, Oh yeah, I kind of right. remember that. Cause she like a bunch died. of people died. Yeah. Well, she's not a main character. So it's like, you're not as focused on like what's happening to her. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that actually happened in the last lightness book. Because yeah, you get like right. the whole host of characters from prior series come back and in, into that to to like help them with the final battle thing, um, and I'm pretty sure that's when she died. Yeah. But anyway, it's just one of the downfalls of of these like centuries old men and falling for young women, which is always happens and is always a little I'm bit skeevy. cringe when you stop to think about it. But they. Like when the the me when the male main character actually knows them as a child and then knows them as a grown up and falls for them, then it's a little bit more gross to me for some reason. Really, but like I felt like this was easier because Cat was like Cat's old, like she's super old. She's lived a long ass life. Still knew her as a child. Yeah, but like she's not a child now. Yeah, but she's centuries old. She's like, but he's done it twice now. There was Lexi, who he knew as a child and then wanted to fuck later, and now Kat, who he knew as a child and wanted to fuck. So I don't know. It just gives Cryogen like an icky pattern, and he does like even acknowledge it. it. So at least there's that. But yeah, he holds back a lot for multiple reasons. Like one, because she was a child. And always, like, he viewed her as a child. Also loyalty to her father, which I don't feel like they unpack completely. I'm still kind of confused at the end. I mean, I think that that was the intention. I think there's more to that story. There's more. And they're just, like, sprinkling in details as you go. Because even, like, at the end of the book, at the end of the book, we learn that there's more to this story than meets the eye. Because while Cryogen, like, 
never comes out and says that he killed, is it Roddy or something like that? Yeah, Roddy, good old Roddy Rod. Um, Killian tells Kat that he saw Cryage and stab him. But then we get sort of this, these little flashback snippets from him where there was some sort of like mutiny on board. So there's this other character who him. maybe was respo- more responsible for the death, but we still don't know exactly what happened. And as far as Kat's concerned, by the end of this book, Cryogen still killed her dad. So well, like, we he don't did have- put a knife into him. And that, yeah, like, we don't have confirmed. resolution of exactly what happened yet, although we know, we know, and we knew, like, obviously you suspect that there's more to the story and it's not just that he Yeah, he said tons dad. of stuff like, you know, there's, there's the truth and then what you see and it's all very ambiguous and blah, 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 blah. And I was actually a little annoyed. I'm like, just tell her the truth. Get it out. Like, what, what's... Why keep it mysterious? Like, just let her know and she'll stop trying to kill you and you guys can fuck and happy ever after. Like, yeah, it's not like your relationship is on this super solid ground anyways. So I guess I don't understand the like impetus to keep continue to keep the truth from her. I think there's a hint that maybe he's somehow protecting Roddy, but we didn't get like that. We don't understand. Certainly like what it seems to me is that Roddy helped to initiate this mutiny taking place under the guise that this guy who ended up attacking their ship, I don't remember, Lore? Was it Lore or something like that? Lore? No. no. no I feel no. like it was an L word. He name. was like another trusted pirate. Oh, he's a, he's a real pirate. Um, oh, was shoot. he? Okay. I think it starts with the N. I don't remember now, but yeah. Anyway, um, you get the the impression that Roddy kind of set that up and that the his payment was going to be being reunited with his daughter because he had promised his daughter he was never going to send her away and then cryogen kind of took that matter into his own (laughs) hands and took that decision away from him um so you know as far as cat's concerned cryogen's responsible for her losing her family and kind of losing everything that was important to her and and forcing her to grow up in the way that she did um so that's it's a lot coming into a relationship and then to top that off, she has like a heist kind of thing that's gone wrong and her crew and her ship get seized by this other captain. I think he's a captain too, Batara. And in order to save them, she enters into this pact with him to find the nectar to save Batara's son who's dying of leukemia. And so, okay, you've got the nectar and the nectar has made an, a reappearance. Like the nectar's been yes. around. Like if you've read Savage Lands, which you haven't finished it, but you know all about know the about nectar. nectar. Yeah. It's, you know, this elixir of sort that kind of acts like faith, food for humans. It gives them immortality, strength, magic. It heals their diseases and it basically turns them fey um, without the negative side effects of that. So it's like everybody wants it. It's powerful. And so now Kat's got to find it in order to save the remaining crew members that are still alive and get her ship back. And somehow she finds herself on deck of Cryogen's ship very randomly. And she becomes his prisoner. And because of that, she's not able to go after the Nectar and as we all know, when you make a pact with a fae, it's like a binding, like physical thing where you have to do it. You are like not in control. And so because she's getting 
sidetracked and she's a captive and she's not able to continue on that mission, she like immediately starts getting really sick and she's dying. Die. And Cryogen like recognizes what this is because he had a similar pact. He doesn't even recognize it. His buddy recognizes it. That's true. Right. Cryogen go through it. He's like, I know what this is. Oh yeah. Um, and so he knows, like, oh, what did you do, Cat? You fucking who'd you make a deal with? And so, yeah, so he decides that he's going to help her find this nectar. But also, he's got his own reasons for wanting to find the nectar. And that's because... too. (laughs) Yeah, that's because we've got Annabeth. It is Annabeth. That's what I wrote down anyway. And Cooper, who are from the Darkness series and the Collector series. Oh, it's so dense. (laughs) Yeah, and that's another thing where I'm like, I don't, I didn't remember them anyway. I didn't remember they were together. I didn't remember I who remember she was at all. Temptation, I think. Don't remember her at all. I remember Cooper, pre Annabeth, but I don't. I didn't remember them getting together. Or anything yeah. about her? Because apparently part of that, like, he's also got cancer. Anarchy. Yeah, the biker crew. Biker crew. Yeah, <laughs> the Dark Dweller biker crew. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she's human, he's a dark dweller, and she's got cancer yeah, as well. Yeah, has got cancer. And so Cooper wants to find the nectar so that he can heal her and make her immortal because he's immortal. And so now it's like this uneasy alliance because nobody trusts each other. Everybody's after the nectar. And you, Cryogen's going to have a decision to make because he knows that Kat needs to give this to Batara in order to get her life back. Mm-hmm. And he also wants to save Annabeth. And so, you know, when if and when they find the Nectar, which I don't know how that's going to play out because we know that it was missing 15 years later. I know, I was thinking about when, that too. Like, <laughs> And, and I do remember something with Killian and, like, they almost got the nectar out of the cave, which is, like, the cave that they're going to. So uh, Killian's obviously going to make some appearance again. He left in a huff because yeah, he and Kat, yeah, he and Kat hooked back up again and he was on the ship with her when she was pirating and he wanted more. He wanted to be with her. He was in love with her and she only had revenge on her mind um, and just couldn't be that for him. So she basically just kicks him off the ship. And No, she doesn't even kick him off. He just leaves. He leaves. Yeah. He leaves of his own accord. And yeah. that's the last we see of him. So, you know, as we know, he goes off and becomes powerful in his own right and ultimately becomes the king of the Fae over wherever they are. Turkey or something? They're somewhere in like Eastern Europe. Eastern? <laughs> Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we know that he's going to come back because I remember there being some sort of a climax in that cave that everyone's converging on to try to find the nectar because I remember Killian tells a story about that and that's where he like lost Cat for the last time or something like that. And that's where he like his hatred. Yeah. So I don't know how that's all going to turn out. Obviously, obviously, you know, you're going to get a happily ever after. But I don't know. Maybe Anna A.B. is going to die. She's a minor character. So Stacey Murray Brown has no trouble killing those off. I mean, I don't know. Like, 
Yeah, I suppose they will get a happy ever after. It is like the point is made quite often that you have to remember Crichton is silver-tongued devil. He'll say mm-hmm. whatever he needs to say to get what he wants. And ultimately, at the end of the day, it's always going to be about what he wants. And so, like, she's very much like, he will screw me over. And I would screw him over because we're pirates, you know? It's pirate's life. And she has modeled everything about herself after, like, the pirate that he was. And so she is just as deceptive. She's just as silver-tongued. She uses men the same way that he uses women, probably men as well. I think well, she's everyone. got a, she's a magical pussy. Yeah, apparently she has it a talks magical about pussy. It. There's an aphrodisiac lulling effect that puts men into a deep sleep after the sexy time so that she and can she rob them. blind. <laughs> so I like that. I would have, like you said, I would have liked to have seen more of her. Of her pirating? Yeah, like in yeah. between. Like I don't mind yeah. starting it out with her as a kid. She gets kicked off the ship. But, you know, then I guess the book would have been more about her and less about him. Yeah. But to me, she's the more interesting character in this book. Well, and there's lots of like mentions of just kind of this like pirate world where it's like for the longest time, like Searoy was the biggest like bad and he was the pirate that everyone knew. Like you, you're never going to catch and he's always going to be like one step ahead. And then she's really kind of filled that void while he's been gone and become another like very like there's like she's a myth. Like, people talk about her. Yeah. Puss in boots. And like she'll cut you with her boots and like, you know, seduce you with her magical pussy and you'll never see it coming. And then she'll be like, so she's like she's a badass and she has her whole. That was the one thing I was kind of sad about. You in, you meet this crew of hers right away and they sound pretty awesome. And then they're gone. Like you don't get any any more of them. You just get to know more about Croydon and his crew. I cannot figure out how to say his name. I go back and forth. We all know. We all know what I'm doing. Um, So I I did. I wanted more of that. But I do think it's an important like element like in the story and in the characters. And it's going to play out, I would think, later on. But Yeah, my guess is that her crew is going to come back in some capacity. But I mean, some of them are dead already. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, I don't think we even know who's dead and who's alive. I think she sees a couple of them get killed when they get attacked initially. But yeah, it's. I guess that's my complaint more than anything. It's like I don't, I don't know that I need these old characters to keep coming back because. Like, you're so good at the new side characters. Like, let's just have a new group of people and talk about them. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I didn't even remember these guys anyway. So I'm like, okay, I guess they're back and that's fine. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, they're really just doing little Easter eggs. They're not, like, main components. I guess, like, Cooper and AB are kind of becoming a main component because they're, like, Croygan's, like, drive to get the nectar. But also, like, she's his drive to get the nectar because he doesn't want her, like, sick and dying. Yeah, but they have to – there has to be that, like, oh, who are they going to screw each other over or are they just going to screw? Oh, I was going to say, are they going to – yeah, they screw. They eventually do yeah. screw. And, like, there is a lot of, like, hot, like, Bernie between them. I did like that. And you jump into that pretty quick. Like, we know right yeah. away, like, they lust for each other. Yeah, honestly, like, they're kind of nasty, dirty fuckers. And I liked that I part about I didn't like them. that. No. Oh, you did it? I oh, did. No. I thought, ooh, like, okay. Like, they got this voyeuristic kind of dirty, yeah, she gross says, fucking. A flash of what he was insinuating went through my head, his cum spilling on my stomach, marking my skin as he pushed back inside me. I don't want to know about body fluids on your belly. <laughs> that I mean, I wasn't like all about that, 
but it didn't gross me out as much as some stuff does. But he, okay, so my thing, wait, this keeps happening a lot. Why are all these men talking so much? Yeah, there like, is too much. They talking. talk about how like this is the first time like both of them are just like there's a lack of control. Like they just want, and they're not doing this to manipulate. They're not doing it to like go and like you know steal something later or use each other for something. They just want to fuck. Like there's just this desire and drive, and they they can't even think. They're just like. Boom, right? Which is amazing. But then why does he have the time to sit there and be all calculated and be like, I'm going to make you come, kitty cat. Like, do you, do you want to purr? Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't like any of that either. Yeah, like I feel like you wouldn't have time to just sit there and like say stupid shit. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, just I agree. There's way too much talking going on lately. And not just – not no offense to Stacey Marie Brown. No, Michelle, everywhere. people love that. I just don't. <laughs> Yeah, this is not my personal cup of tea. But there was lots of other stuff that was. Yeah. Like the whole spicy scene under the bed. That was awesome. That was hot. That was really hot. And then like everyone is just like crescendoing together. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of voyeurism in that. Like Mm -hmm. I I thought that was sexy. I liked that. (laughs) And I liked the whole like, oh, are they going to cut each other or are they just going to fuck? Yes. When they do actually end up having you know, penetration, penetration. Sex, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause there's like dead bodies all around and there's like, I don't know. There's something yeah. just kind of gross and dirty and raw about you it. And I'm like, you do get that. Like she's, she likes it a little on the edge. Like she likes a little gore and violence mixed in and that's what gets her off. And like, it's consistent. So like as a reader, like it really does make sense. And I'm, I like, I liked that. I liked the consistency of that, that they're both, a little, you know, morbid mm-hmm. like, with their like sexual tendencies. Cause that's cool. That's who they are. And they compliment each other. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But yeah. yeah, too much talking in that one scene. I hate sure. the whole kitty cat thing. Like yeah. I get it. I understand what we're doing here. And personally, I just meh. like kitty cat, pussy, per- yeah, but to each their own. I'm sure there's many people that thought that was fantastic. So I wouldn't say I thought it was fantastic by any means, but it, it didn't really bother me either. Yeah. It just sort of was there and I didn't have a feeling about it one it way or the other. Sort of there. Okay. Yeah. Um, another thing I feel like I should bring up are her little sub creatures. So I wondered, oh, like, are I we love- going to get another one? But we we get Sprig back. I love so Sprig. So I, was I do love Sprig. I was happy to see him. But I was also kind of like, why are you here? And then I thought, oh, I know why you're here. He's comic humor, but he's also going to be needed to open up some doors. Oh, (laughs) that's right. She does mention that (laughs) because he can like get through wards without any problems. Yeah. And she used that a lot in Savage Lands. too. There were the two uh, little sub fae characters. That's probably how they get the nectar ultimately. Yeah, and so I feel like that's, you know, that's a little get-out-of-jail-free card that she uses, ha- being able to have the Fae open up these magical locks. So it's like, as as happy as I was to see Sprig again, because I'm a big fan of the little creatures, and he, actually Sprig. he's my favorite, I think, yeah. um, I was just like, oh, okay, they're going to need him to solve a, a lock problem <laughs> yeah. at some point. I just like, <laughs> he's so sweet in his, like, obsession with anything honey-covered. Honey. Yeah, honey yeah. tits. Honey tits, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, that was a little weird. He was talking about how, like, um, I think it's Emery has, or no, Zoe has, like, Zoe, the, yeah. 
the, yeah, the honey that always, comes out of her tits, like yeah. literally like milk. And, she, and he was like bombed that like, uh, what's her name? Kat didn't have that. She's yeah. like, does she have honey tits? <laughs> it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. a lot of, Stacey Marie, she always makes me laugh. Like, oh yeah. She's a good sense of humor in her writing. Yeah. She's, she's a great writer. She's got, she's always going to be one of my favorites. Yeah. Again, she's just one of those writers that, her storytelling just seems like it comes so easily. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm sure she would be rolling her eyes like, oh my God. In fact, one of her recent posts, she was like watching something for inspiration because she was saying that like Ash was, his story wasn't, he wasn't letting her into his story yeah. like she wanted to be. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm well aware that it's very hard to write, but I'm just saying like her finished product always just reads like it, it comes so easily to her. She's just got yeah. this flow about her writing that I've always really enjoyed. I did really love like the dialogue and the banter too between I'm just calling them C-Roy and uh, Kat. <laughs> Even, it just once they got into the bed, I wanted to stop. But <laughs> everywhere else, I really enjoyed it. Like it was really well done. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think she did a good job of even though she hates him, yes. there was this like kernel of she always had a childhood crush on him she was always somewhat in love with him and so that's no big news flash that now seeing him again as an adult all of those feelings Uh are still there but she has to contend with the fact that she also hates him because he's responsible for killing her father and so having that kind of conflict inside of her of why do I still want to fuck him when ultimately he's responsible for all my miseries? Yeah. I do like that she was very like upfront and admitted like she she knew that she had always had a crush on him. And there was a part of her that was always drawn to him and kind of idolized him. And like she didn't like, you know, she didn't pretend like that didn't exist. So like it made it more, I don't know, it made it like you could be more supportive when they finally do just get together, even though they're super conflicted about it. As well done. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, the characters will, like, hide that and pretend, and you're like, oh, bullshit. I know. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't feel that way. I felt like everything about her was very upfront and honest, and I, I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. I did really like their dynamic, too, as far as, like, an enemies to lovers style trope goes. I thought this yeah. one was well done in their specific um, dynamic that they have with one another and the history that they have with one another. Um yeah, it was interesting, even though he, it was it came from her meeting or him meeting her as a child. And I wasn't super into that part. But, <laughs> I don't like that part, but yeah. Well, it's but funny because it, it's like, you know, if I'm thinking logically about it, every one of these guys is like hundreds of years older than the female. But I think it's just that added component of having those interactions with them as a child that mm-hmm. just up the ick factor for me. Yeah, I think I would feel icky about it if she wasn't centuries and centuries old. Because well, what like, about right, Lexi? Fine. You're going. Yeah, she that wasn't. one was always icky to me. I didn't like that yeah, one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but to me, it's like okay, now there's two of them, so like I don't know. To so me, basically, C-Roy we're saying Leroy's probably points. a pedophile. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and he just got lucky because this this little girl happens to be oh Faye, and she's lived a long life. But yeah, but know. I do appreciate that it grosses him out a little too, or he's like, oh god, yes. you know, like I can't. This is this. Once this again, is- he's honest about like the feelings and the like ick of like I can't do this that's mm-hmm. weird you know I appreciate it so 
Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm able to move past it in all of these stories, then I can't, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's magical. It's a magical universe and the same rules don't apply. Yeah. I was a little annoyed because like this book was really fast. Like it was, it wasn't very long. And then like at the end, it's like, they like basically, you know, curveball, they're separated again. And then it's like, we're starting a whole new journey. And I'm like, should this have, like, should these all be one book? I don't know. Yeah, like, it's I, hard to say. It's hard yeah. to say if it's just going to feel like more filler is being introduced to kind yeah. of make a series longer than it needs to be. Um, but yeah, there's also this other like mystery lady character who's now kidnapped Cat at the end of this book and who is she and what is she well she wants the nectar but what's her connection to Corrigan yeah no we don't know I mean I'm definitely look like I I felt like this book had some issues for me but I will I'm definitely gonna read the next one like there's there's a lot about it that I liked just I guess if I'm comparing it to some of her other books specifically I didn't like it as much as some of her other stuff. Yeah. I do really like Kat. I think she's a good character. I like Kat very much. And I do like yeah. Cryogen, but he's definitely not in my top men's oh. after reading this. Yeah, because he's a pedophile. Um, <laughs> but I really like the old uh, like oh, the yeah. legend captain. Yeah, was her name. She's great. She's yeah. awesome. I, I want more of her. But I don't think she needs her own book. I just want more of her in this story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's it's very just, interesting. She's, a, she's another great example of these just really rich side characters. Yeah. And Stacey Marie Brown is one of the best at that, I think, because even like, you know, we'll get into that a little with the book you read. Very, very often these characters are just throwaway. And, that, and when you're mm-hmm. reading like a series and like the books take a really long time to come out, that's one of the markers for me is do I remember these other characters, these side characters when I'm reading the new book, if I haven't gone back to reread the last one, do I remember them? Or am I like, who the hell are you for the first third of the book? Which I often am like that because there just wasn't anything that notable about them. Like they weren't really like fleshed out characters to begin with. But when you're immediately like, Oh, I remember you, even though I read this last book like a year ago, like, that's a good job on a side character. That was a side character that was really adding something to the plot and the world. And they weren't just existing to be, like, a person for the main character to talk to or or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, I guess sexies, I'll give it, like, three and a half out of five. It's sexy. Because, yeah, there was, like, some sexy parts that Yeah, I think, I, I mean, that into. under the bed scene was probably that one of my favorite good. sex scenes I've ever read. Well, yeah, it, that was, that was it good. It was good. That was spicy. That was creating <laughs> some warm feelings. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, how are they moving around? Like, is this, like, a tall bed? Or is this, like, yeah, a really low-profile yeah. bed? Or, <laughs> or it's just, like, everyone else is fucking, so they're not really paying attention to the Maybe. back of the And then poor Sprig. He's just like, yeah. do-do-do. <laughs> Is it honey covered cum? Yeah. I just made that up. Oh, God. That was not in the book. Um, scaries. I didn't really find it to be scary. No. I mean, there were some, like, suspenseful moments. There was a lot of action. I liked the fight scenes. I love a, a badass female. So, you know, it was definitely yes. satisfying to watch them fight together, too. 
Um, Cause you know, they trained, they were trained by the same person they trained together. She kind of, he taught her a lot of fighting techniques. So watching them reading about them fighting was, yeah. that was satisfying, but I didn't really find anything scary in the book. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'd, if I have to rank it, I'd probably say one. One, one out of five scaries, three and a half out of five sexies. <laughs> All right. But we'll definitely it. read book two. <laughs> yes, me too. All right. So let's, what would you read? Let's get into your book. So I also read a tale about not sailors, <laughs> pirates. <laughs> even really pirates but yeah I don't know yeah for all intents and purposes yeah I was telling Lisa that I discovered on my handy little kindle app on my phone that they have a really nice recap (laughs) I'm sure Amazon wrote this but I'm just gonna read it really quick because I feel like it captures it really well and so we can all know where we're at (laughs) so one woman chosen by the god of the sea there's lots of gods in this book I like that A king hell-bent on saving his mysterious island home and a forbidden romance that could destroy them all. Forced to marry the wealthy Count Caspian by her power-hungry father, Margaret turns to the gods, praying for a life free from the men who wish to rule her. Across the sea, a ruthless immortal answers. Planning to use Margaret to reclaim a powerful relic stolen from his people, Bash, a devilishly... Devilishly? Devil... Mm -hmm. Yeah. the one handsome king kidnaps margaret on the day of her nuptials bringing her to his home the mystical island of azantian it isn't long before a devastating secret is revealed one that ties margaret to the gods themselves so i feel like that caption sounds amazing right like this sounds like an action-packed book there's so Mm -hmm. much going on it sounds like there's probably like an enemy to lover component there might be a forced marriage but we're not sure so much action, right? And then you were like, oh, we got pirates, swashbuckling, adventures on the sea. It just didn't hit. It was like all there, like all the components and the plot was good. And I just didn't feel it in my soul. And I don't know why. Like I'm I'm baffled because like the writing was good. And like I said, there's so much there was so like I loved actually the first like couple chapters. I loved because you get in there and you meet her father who is evil sadistic like he tortures her he puts her in an iron box and that's where she's praying to this god like please help me and then i do love that like the gods are very alive and like they answer her prayer and like when it's like kind of funny you get this like image of an old god that's like oh that one needs me well cool they haven't called on me in a while which was a kind of a really weird opening but i liked it and then immediately this father's like hey i'm gonna marry you off and he's not old and haggard so she's like yes I'm getting married. I'm, I'm going to get away. Yeah. And so and you're, I can take you're my sister. Yeah. And I can take my little sister Birdie and get her away from this like evil man. And like, hey, he's actually even cute. And so then I'm like, you know, we we read a lot of these books. So at first I'm like, oh, is this her? Like, is this going to be her her bow or like, you know, there was we'll something s- about him that I was I was like, I don't. think. Yeah, you so. kind of knew like it had that very like the Sarah misdirect. J. Mass feel where you're like, this isn't the one, is it? But, you know, really quickly. You find out it's not. And you get this dashing pirate that comes in and is like, you know, there's like ropes and he's like going off at the sides of cliffs. Like it's very action packed and it's very exciting. And then it's just. (laughs) I don't and I don't know why, because like I said, there's so many interesting components. I agree with you completely. Like it had all of the elements that I look for. 
Yeah. And I, and I did really there. like, cause you had told me you were kind of like, eh, we'll save it for the podcast, but I'm kind of like meh on it. Like I'm having trouble getting through it. And when I started reading it, I was like, what are you talking about? This is like yeah. instantly engaging. It is. The <laughs> like, beginning is amazing. I like this lady. I like this guy. Like, I like where this is going. A magical land that nobody's heard of before. These kind of, um, like, kind of children of the gods are what yes. I think of the Azanteans. They're not human. They're special. They're like yeah. they. They're a special they're race like, of people um, that are touched by the sea. What was that like world that goes underwater? Atlantia. Atlantis. It's like Atlantia, but yeah. they're not mermaids. Yeah. It's very similar to that. Like Yeah, it's kind of, kind of like a you're right, like a mermaid, merman type of thing. Yeah, but and it's like an ancient yeah, city. Yeah, they can like breathe underwater and Yes. Yeah, and it's, it's like, is it a myth? Is it real? It's real. Like But I think that what this suffered from is I think it just needed more drafts, honestly. Oh like I think that there was something clunky about kind of every every component of it. There was a little bit that was something clunky about the world building. Like, it just didn't quite get there. Like, there wasn't enough time spent. There was something clunky about the, like, enemies to lovers. I felt like they, I don't know. Like, I felt like they just kind of liked each other instantly. I I didn't feel like they were ever enemies. Yeah. But it it did remind me a lot of the Bridge Kingdom in terms of, like, the dynamic of the two characters. It's like, you know, you've got the guy and he's got this very specific aim He's got this goal and he's the goal is to use the the female main character to kind of achieve his ends. But he's got like a a preconceived notion of what he's going to get with this lady and the person that he gets to know is not that is not that. And then it's about his kind of conflict of I still need this end result and I can't think of another way to get it besides using you the way that I had planned to. But now that I know you and I'm falling for you and you're not who I thought you were, I feel kind of gross about that. So I don't know what to do. Like the, yeah. it had that, that the bridge kingdom felt very much the same way, except the female main character is a lot different, of course, because this, this lady has been kind of sheltered her whole life. She, she doesn't know how to box. fight. She doesn't know, you know, she's not strong in that way. Um, she's smart. She's got plans for herself. She's got dreams. She's got hopes. But she's not, you know, like a trained assassin from <laughs> you no, with this, like, like goal um, of her yeah. own to overthrow. Her only hope is to, like, get away from her father and yeah, save to have her, her, her own life. And go live a nice, peaceful life with her little sister and, mm-hmm. like, that's about it. Like, it's a very simple goal. But then also, like, her sister is such a an important person to her right off the bat. And then it's like, she didn't really think about her much at all after she gets you kidnapped. Mean, there was nothing no, about the little girl either. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the relations, like, okay, well, you don't seem to be, like, you were really concerned about your little sister going into the box instead of you when you found out you were getting married. So you tried to finagle a deal where, okay, I won't put up a stink about getting married, but you have to let Birdie come live with me. Mm-hmm. But yet you're, you're not really trying to escape now that you've been taken to this new place. Like you're not, you don't spend any time talking about being worried what's happening to your sister while you're gone. I mean, she does make little mentions now and then like, I got to get birdie, you know, and then I'll go get birdie. But that's about it. 
got to get the birdie, you know, birdie, birdie, birdie. <laughs> um, I, I also I was like looking back and thinking about it. There was like a moment when she was because like she's basically at her wedding, like it's getting ready to go down. And then, you know, Bash comes in and they just kill people off and take her as hostage. Um, and she sees the what's his name? Caspian. And like she said that there's a moment where like his image like faltered, like she he didn't look like exactly how he's supposed to or she saw like a like a, you know, I don't know, a glitch in the Matrix kind of thing. And like we never went back to that. I was like, what was that? Like I I wanted more and I expected more about that. Well, I assume that because, okay, so you learn more about these two sea gods. Like, I think Bash tells you the story or she reads it in a book or something. Yeah, they're brothers and they were basically just like fucking a bunch of shit up. So mom was like, okay, you guys need to be punished. So one of you I'm trapping wrapped in chains under the sea for a thousand years. you're going to go night night. And the other one has to live wearing like the skin of a mortal for a thousand years. And so I kind of think that Darius, the like he was the bad one, the one that had to be hidden, hidden as a mortal. Um, I think he, that was him, right? Like I, I don't know. Like toward the end, I got the impression that Darius was like turning into. I kind of thought that father was going to end up being Darius. Darius, no, because like I mean, Caspian's a definite. Like he's he was there. He was getting married, so like he. I don't think that was Darius. Like Darius was Ordum all along. Like the yeah. kind of her like, you know, the old man that was the last connection to like that original power of the god that's under the sea. Malum. I think Malum. Yeah. Um, and we it turns out that like it was never him. He had been killed and it was Darius masquerading as him. But right. yeah, so we've got all these like monsters who were born of Ma- both Malum and Darius, I think, and they were using I them they were to like one of them. I maybe don't know. It was just Malum, but they were using them basically to like cause war. And so now all these monsters are like also trapped under the sea with yeah. Malum, but but they need to be reinforced. The the like wards or whatever the that are keeping the them sea, down there, which is just Malum's heart. Yeah, Malum like sacrificed his heart so that it could be used to, keep to help keep them to control contained and so something is like that's not working as well as it used to because the magic is growing weak and so that's kind of bash's goal is to get the heart back so that he can make sure to keep his kingdom safe from all of these monsters getting loose yeah and if those monsters get loose it's pretty much like everything in this universe is done at that point is kind of how what they hint at yeah, but like, like it will it will immediately devastate his world, but then also eventually it will devastate her the world as, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Like even when we're talking about it, there's so much there that's interesting, and so many components that are interesting. And like even like I'm looking back and like reading, like I highlighted some of the like you know dialogue, and it's good. But I don't I just thought I didn't know if maybe I was just in a weird headspace and so the book wasn't hitting, but it sounds like it did the same for you. So. Yeah, I mean, look, like I there's definitely enough there for me. I want to read the rest. There's yeah. one more out and there's going to be it's a trill it's going to be a trilogy, but the third one's not out yet, so I'll probably wait until the next two books are available and then finish it. But it definitely I was definitely like engaged immediately. And then as I went along, my interest was starting to to peter out a little bit. Fizzled a little, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't, 
I don't know exactly. I, I can't really put my finger on it, except just like every component seemed a little bit off in some way. Yeah. Like there's this whole scene where they finally kiss. Like she keeps trying to escape from the island. And, you know, we find out later, like she actually has the heart of the sea inside of her. And so the island keeps like pushing her back to, you and know, she's so, like, like half a Xantian, which yes. you kind of suspect that right off the bat that obviously yeah, you she's do. got some sort she's of not connection just to this human. place. And, but she does yeah. talk like a lot, like, I'm a human. Are you a human? And he's like, there is like one really like, I thought it was like hot where he's like, well, I bleed like a human and I do like a human and I don't, I'm not paraphrasing this well, but it was well done. <laughs> but so there is like this, like, I'm human you're something else. What are you? And then it turns out she's also that something else. Um, but anytime she tries to escape, it's like the weather will turn on her or the ocean, like suddenly there's huge waves and it's like sending her back. And so she gets back and like, she's on the coast and like, it's pouring rain. It's very like, you know, it's that stupid scene that we love the like rain and the passion and like, yeah, and they're the mad notebook. at each other, but yeah, they can't like, stop thinking exactly. about each like, other. All I could think of was together. Yeah. I was reading it. I'm like, this is total Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And Rachel McAdams. Like this is going to be hot. Right. And it's all there. He's even saying the right things and they're passionately kissing in the storm. And I just didn't feel it. And I don't understand why it actually makes me a little crazy. Like, I don't get why I can't feel it. Yeah. I had the same feeling. Like, honestly, yeah. I think that's actually where it started to turn for me. Because you didn't like, feel I it. Like, I think I like, was really engaged in that story up until that yeah. point. And then I was like, oh, there's something a little why off isn't this between hitting? them. Like, yeah. I don't I know what it is, but. Yeah. But I still, I mean, like, I, I'll also read the other books. Like, I'm in it enough and I'm intrigued, but it's. I don't know why it hit. And then I also went down a whole like spiral of like, why is the making out in the rain such a thing? And I was like, <laughs> when did that first happen? Because I immediately think the notebook, but I know yeah. it was before it was breakfast at Tiffany's. That's where I think I first saw the rainy yeah. day make out. Yeah. And then I even Googled it. <laughs> and, then, and it's happened in four weddings and a funeral. And also this is like supposed to be one of the best kisses, which I don't agree but it's Spider-Man when he's like hanging upside oh down and it's pouring no. rain and they kiss. Um, yeah, did, I didn't know this, but there was actually a list on the interwebs about the best kisses? first kisses in movie history. Oh. It was bad. So their number one was Titanic. Whatever. I don't even the Empire Strikes the Back. Kiss. No. No. <laughs> Spider-Man. This one, hell no. Harry Potter and the Deathly, Hall Deathly Hollows. There's no nothing cool about that kiss. I don't even remember who kissed. I think it was <laughs> Harry Potter and um, Cho. Is that her name? It was not hot. That's all I gotta say. It was like little mm -hmm. kids kissing. And then Twilight. The note we haven't even gotten to the Notebook yet because that the was like one not of my even on there. I know. I'm like, how is this possible? Trash. The trash yeah. list. And that's when I, I learned the important lesson that we all must know is you cannot trust the internet. <laughs> it's wrong. Well, look, like every to each their own, right? But yeah, that's not the recipe for my loins to be lit afire. No. The I mean, I do was. think the first Twilight kiss was pretty hot. I'll give them that. But like. It was, yeah. It's not like. It nope, wasn't it's way like, hotter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because then they actually fucked, right? I guess it's that. not their first kiss, and maybe that's the like oh, caveat. Maybe. Like, yeah, they had that's true. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, I went but off I on a tangent. I love their whole. I mean, look, like I can't believe I'm advocating so hard for the Notebook, but I don't care. I love that movie. I know it's super cheesy. I haven't but seen it in so long, but 
I, yeah, well, neither have I, but I just, I loved their whole relationship from when they first got together yeah. and they were always really like fiery and breaking up and getting together and breaking up and getting together. And then, yeah, I mean, lots I, of people love it. That's why like, yeah, everybody knows I never about read notebook. it. I did read another Nicholas Sparks book and I thought, what a pile of garbage. I'll never it. read another one. I can't do again. it, man. I need like, I mean, we've it's talked just about a little this before. too sappy pap for me. Yeah, like I need a, you need to throw in something not of this world. Like I can't just read a straight sappy romance. 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 I can't read the romance. <laughs> That's yeah. like Rudy. Rudy does a really bad English accent and I just sounded like him. I'll never forget. Well, I forgot the name of the book, but the first time I ever read like a, a romance novel was a yeah. paperback book that I bought in this little town in Northern California called Myers Flat where my family, like family and extended family owned this like little piece of camping property basically that had like trailers on it and the whole family would get together in the summers <laughs> and like, you know, hang out and camp. Like we'd, we'd tent camp and my grandparents would stay in their trailers. And it was just like, I spent a lot of time there in the summer and it was like this teeny tiny little town. And a lot of people lived there full time, but a lot of it was just like little vacation properties yeah and they had like a, a super old school general store like the kind I that they just don't have anymore store. i want to open one, one. one that would be so fun i would right? do that with you i want to open but they had store. one of those little like whirly paperback rack things at the front yes. of the store and there was this like regency style romance novel it had a pink cover and yeah. it was like a drawing on it it wasn't like the Did it romance have Fabio? No. no, it wasn't one of those. It was like a drawing that wasn't that realistic looking, but it had oh, okay. people on it. it. Nothing that made it look like it was going to be nasty per se, because I don't was think my nasty? mom would have bought it for me if she would have known that. It was it was nasty. I mean, it was the first time I'd read like descriptions of dicks and like How old were you? I was like 12. I was probably 11 or 12. And I just remember because I used to prop up, you know, those old style like inner tubes, the black ones yeah, that you yeah. use for floating. So I had two of those and I'd arrange them in this way to be like kind of a little lounge chair stacked on top of each other. And I would put it under the tree and I would read my my books, usually like my Christopher Pike books or yeah. R.L. Stein. But I, I think I must have finished my book or something. And I was like, well, Let's see what they've got on the rolly rack here. I'll give this a try. And I just remember I was reading about like peaked bosoms and penises. And I was like looking over the <laughs> like, oh my, I'm not telling anybody what's in this book, but I can't oh, wait to find out what happens next. That's I wish great. I still had it. I would love to go back and read it again. But like I said, I don't remember the name of the book or anything about it. I don't know that cover. if I've ever... I mean, I tried to read a straight romance like later on in life because I knew that I liked paranormal romance, but I don't know if I've ever like as a young girl read any kind of romance at all. I'm surprised I didn't go on to read more because I remember being like, this is scandalous. Yeah. I was all about it. Like, ooh, I'm going to get in trouble if my mom sees what's in here. God, I still do that sometimes when I'm at the gym and I have my Kindle so no one can see the cover. But I'm like, oh, my God, if somebody like looked over and read this page I'm reading right now, 
they would think I'm such a dirty bird. <laughs> yeah, I had that. I just recently had that experience on the airplane. Yeah. Because I oh, was yeah, like reading. Too, I don't close. Rem- remember what I was reading, but I was like, oh, they're getting down to some nasty, dirty sex. And then I'm like looking around like, I'm going like, to, I'm too embarrassed to write this if anyone's I, looking over yeah. my shoulder. <laughs> and on the plane, people, I mean, it could actually happen. Like yeah, on the plane, I do like it. someone could definitely. Sometimes yeah, I've read I'm someone's like, book. what are they reading? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just but like. I still um, have that feeling of like not wanting to be judged, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I'm like, I read this, but like, I we're not going to go get kinky in the bathroom just so you know. <laughs> like, this, is, this is all fantasy. All right. Yeah. I like to keep my fantasy right here on the written page. Thank yeah. you very much. Right. And I'm actually not totally into the, what's happening here. If you want to discuss it and break down what I like about it and what I don't like about it, but don't think that this like captures what I'm into because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just here experiencing it for the first time as you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get that deep into my thought process. I'm more just like, oh, oh I spiral. This is embarrassing. I spiral. I mean, that's why I ended up on the internet Googling, you know, kisses rain in the rain. Kisses. That is interesting, though. N- yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it, this book, I don't. I'm honestly like. I'm intrigued by it because I don't understand why I didn't like it more. Well, here's the thing, too. So I read the synopsis for the second book. Yeah. And I don't know if you did that. And I I kind of there were like a couple of hints about it, because another thing that bothered me was, you know, at the end of the book, you get this big battle face off with Malum and Darius. And I also found that like not very well described and kind of. And the one just disappears. Resol- yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I was oh, like, head well, out. why wouldn't he just finish this up? Yeah. Like, I think that's what him. made me be like, mm, I don't know that that's very realistic. That doesn't sit right with me. And they do that a lot in fantasy books. So not yeah. to knock the author, but well, it's always just like, well, why did they just leave? I think he does <laughs> mention like he's a little intrigued by her. Yes. Because and she's so kind of an equal. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, maybe this could become something more interesting that I haven't experienced before. Yeah. So it sounds like he gets fascinated with her. Yeah. And so the second book is kind of about him like stalking her a little bit and I'm like into watching that. her. Yeah. So that kind yeah. of intrigued me. But then I thought, oh, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to get me again. Yeah. Because I, mean, I think it's going to be good. And then it's going to like kind of be boring somehow. Right. Well, and like the opening, like you said, like I can see why you were like, what do you mean, meh? Because it's so good. And there's still even moments throughout the book where I'm like, oh, and I really oh, this is like good. Them. And then it like, doesn't I quite really go. like her, and I forgot her name Margaret. <laughs> Margaret, thank and you. And Bash. And see, I, I really can remember like their him. names. So that yeah. means something because I usually don't. <laughs> and they had pretty good banter. They did. And like their chemistry was good. Yeah, like it's, you're right. It had all of the components, and it was weird that it just didn't really resonate. Yeah, I honestly thought maybe I was just in a weird headspace, and that's why. Yeah, because I remember I had started the book being like, ooh, you know, like, I really want to read. Like, I don't I want to read for, like, 20 more minutes because I'm in a good spot. And then it got to the point where in the middle of reading, I'd just find that I'd zoned out entirely. Yeah. And I'm like, wait. I did like, that I, as well. But, yeah. I'd so be like, wait, was, this is, like, an important scene. Why am I not paying more attention? Like, Yeah, why I don't, don't I feel, like, yeah. ripped to the page? I do have that. So I mentioned I was trying to paraphrase it. And I commented, love this. It's where he's, it's basically Bash kind of explaining to her, like, she's like, are you human? And he's like, I'm flesh and blood, princess. Prick me and I bleed. Kiss me and my my skin grows hot. He leaned close, his voice a dangerous whisper. But just because something bleeds and wants doesn't mean it's human. That's hot. 
Yeah. It's no, really he good. is hot. I yeah. liked all the like whispers in her ear yeah. and the, yeah, like he's a hottie. And you know yes. who I pictured him as, which is kind of funny because like he is probably way younger than, than this. But in my mind, he was like the redheaded guy from Game of Thrones. The wildling guy? The Icelander guy? Yeah. The, I love that guy. Uh, yeah. Torin or something like Tormund. Yeah, Tormund. that's who I was picturing him because he was like a redhead. Well, and the, the well redhead. I would, okay, so yeah, in the opening scene, I would totally picture him that way. But like, as you get to know him in the series, he is like his whole, he doesn't seem like the guy in the opening scene, yeah, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Which was kind of weird. And I don't know if that was just I like wanted him to be a little bit meaner rougher I guess Me yeah too. I wanted there to be more of like a, an exterior for her to chip away yeah and uh, yeah you didn't didn't get that so I don't know I mean not to knock the author because I'll read more and I liked her writing style and yeah. the world was interesting it's all there. I just yeah like it just I don't know like and you know I'm not sure what else she's read if or written if anything so maybe she's just getting started and her style's going to evolve as she goes along. And yeah. she's definitely like got something there. I have definitely had that happen where I read an author and they're just getting started, but you can recognize that there's really something there and you stick with it and like they really start to like come together and like I kind of feel magic. like Jennifer Armentrout is like that. Oh a yeah, bit. definitely. I agree. Which, you know, that's, you evolve. That's the goal, right? Is that you keep getting better as you write more. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think this, I think that she's a good author, Catherine Quinn, uh, and her characters and her world are intriguing. And the the synopsis for the second book is, like, I want to see what's going to happen there. And I'm kind of like, I don't think that Malum's really dead. That just seems like it happened too easily. He didn't die in a very satisfying way, anyways. If he is no, really dead, that's I don't. True. I don't trust it. Yeah, he's probably not. I was trying to see if she had really anything else, and I don't. I think she is just getting started. Yeah, so here we go. So I'm gonna hang out see with her. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna yeah. read. I don't know when I'll get. Like I said, the third book's not out yet, and it's meant to be a trilogy. It says so. Uh, I'll wait until the third book's uh, out so I can just knock this the next yeah. two out. One more thing. I did expect more from his like fancy tattoos. Mm, like, yeah, tattoos, mm-hmm. they move like, around move and shit, and they're alive. Yeah. And I really thought that he would like be able to command the creatures yes. and use them in well, battle. And it's interesting <laughs> because Darius gives Margaret a tattoo while she's sleeping. Like at the very end of the book, she like he like creeps into their room while they're both asleep. And he, like, um, I don't re- remember really? if it even said what the tattoo was. But, yeah, he, like, remember. puts a tattoo on her. So there's something with the tattoo. So there's something Maybe with them. to come. Yeah. All right. I don't know why they wouldn't be used in the battle, like, if yeah. they can do something. That would be awesome. And Maybe then- it's, like, a power that they don't have anymore. Oh, wait, that's right. Um, Bash has, like, a sneaky tattoo on him because he's got what the Nafel Nef- it's like a scary mermaid. Namia. Nambia. Something it's like that. It's like scary eel mermaid is how I picture it, I think, in my head. Um, but he's got one that he thinks is like his whatever friend. <laughs> whatever. Familiar. See, obviously the tattoos need to be explained a little more. But she is actually like in cahoots with Darius, right? Yeah. Like, well, because- she. I don't know because the tattoo was like hiding from him, from Darius. At the oh, end. wait. 
Okay, so I'm really confused now. So we need yeah, to read more. They did, yeah, they didn't really explain that, but you're right. I forgot about that. That was the kind like of a little cool, sinister, like interesting thing that yeah. wasn't explained. That was like very interesting. it was a cool visual to like yeah. think about these people with like just tattoos moving all around. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that we're off to a good start, and it's gonna get better. I'm gonna trust my gut on this one. Yeah. And keep reading it. Um, I mean, yeah. look, like I really liked the Bridge Kingdom. But oh, I, I felt a little bit similarly with that. Like there were there were chunks of the story where I felt myself starting to lose interest a little bit. I think I did in the second book. The first book yeah. I was like all in. Even though it. it's like, again, it has all the components. There's just sometimes yeah. sometimes things are just slower moving, and those parts are still needed to like build the story and build the world. But yeah, they just don't move as as quickly for some reason. So I keep thinking of this scene and I can't remember. I don't think it's the Bridge Kingdom. And maybe you can remember what this book is from or what the scene is from. What book? What Not series? Likely, but what you got? But they're basically, it's like a woman and a man. I don't think they like each other very much. And they're in the desert and they have to escape like a crazy windstorm. Yeah, that's the Bridge Kingdom. It is the Bridge Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That scene still plays it's in my great. head all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah, Such a good scene, right? Yeah, like, totally. I'm like, okay. And I really like it because it, it's all about her. Like, that's yeah. her environment and she's the one that has to rescue to him. him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it is. It's totally all coming back together now. Yeah, because yes. they end up going back like, I don't remember, they were running from somebody. And so they had yeah. to like go the long way around and they end up like at the place where she was raised, this like compound with yes, all of her sisters that's right. and all that's the right, dead right. bodies are still yes, there because they yeah. abandon it. Yeah. 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 No, and he ends great. up having to save her ultimately too, because then she gets caught when she's trying to get them water or something. Yeah. Um, and like, she's in like these like barracks. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that's like right her. after he finds out that she's been lying to him. Lying, so, so he's, he's mad at her. That's he why it's like, her, I think but... they don't like each other, but maybe yeah. they did like each other. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, no. I want to reread that. That was good. Yeah, well, there's still because the third book was about her brother, who you meet. Yeah, I didn't read that one. So I read that one, and there's supposed to be the book two of their story coming out at some point. So I'll read that too. I didn't like that one as much as I liked Aaron and uh, I don't know. I don't remember her name. Yeah, I couldn't even remember what book it was. I just remember the scene. But I think that like that's a testament when like scenes like that just stick with you. Know, yeah. you know there's something really there in that story. And mm-hmm. that Agreed. one sticks with me. But yeah, anyways, speaking of scenes that stick with you, the next for next week, you mm. assigned a book for me. I did. And I read it long, long ago. And mm-hmm. all I could remember was that the guy was really buff and hot and he got Adidas track pants. <laughs> but that stuck in my mind. Yeah. yeah. When and we know this guy. We do know this guy. And yeah. And we're going to have a little like nod back to the world of fever, which I love. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's a good old, it's a McKelter. It's was Drustin. Drustin. Yep. Drustin. Drustin. Yeah. So, so what's our theme for next week? Oh, I don't remember. I redid it at the last minute. It's baby on board. Board. Yeah. But baby we're not on, on ships this time. No, we're talking about our one of my most hated, actually, even though I really enjoyed the book that you read, um, the, where the girl ends up pregnant. She Not sure only does. that, but she's a virgin. 
And then yes. she ends up pregnant, which I think both of these. I don't remember do if that. the girl in my book she is, is a virgin. virgin. She yes, is? she is. Oh. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the her ending up pregnant yet because I haven't finished it. But, you know, since Yo. that's Whoa. the theme, I assume that's where yes. this Let's cross our fingers that I did pick out the right book because I didn't right? see it on my Kindle, which I thought was a little odd. Um, but I read that's the funny. recap and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is that story. Um, I was laughing because I feel like we both had to go a little. This could also be another episode of old school because yes, we both had to go I was thinking old that school too i yeah. mean i don't know why because there are plenty of books where this still happens but... i didn't know if there were i'm like i i don't know or maybe because we don't like this trope we read it a couple times and we're yeah, like we i'm like not reading actively this avoid it now yeah yeah so so what's the name of the book you're reading uh kiss of the highlander by karen marie moaning hello we all know yeah, and she did like seven of these like Highlander yeah. series. They're all about different, not all McKelters, but there's two McKelter books. Yeah, and you know, they're very like, I will discuss this next time, but is this a paranormal romance? I don't know. I mean, there's magic. Closer there's than time some travel. Of the other ones. There's, yeah. Well, I think there's Faye. Yeah, it just, it's reading very hard. Harlequin. Yeah, I loved them though. Like I read these yeah. immediately after. Oh, well, I got caught up with Fever because it was still an ongoing series at that point. But yeah. I, I like devoured them. They were. I mean, they're yeah. really formulaic, and they're really Super. like you said. They're they're definitely hitting on a lot of those tropes yeah. that are popular in that kind of old school genre, especially. Um, but yeah, I, I liked all of them. This was just the one that I remember liking the best. And they like, I think out of the seven, I want to say six of them, the lady ends up pregnant. At the oh end. yeah. I think that's like but the I formula. I could have picked almost any of them. Yeah. No, that. I actually, so I thought I was reading the first one and then I started reading it and I'm like, this isn't the first one. This is a McKelter. Okay. <laughs> Which, yeah, I do love the first one as well. But and then I loved I, all of them. Yeah. I signed for you. Um, mm. So I did read this author a lot back in the day. It's Cressy Yeah, there's Cole. like 22 yeah, books of this series, but I assume they're all like about a different they are. couple or whatever couple. in the same world, though. Yeah, and you're getting dark desires after dusk. Yep. Yeah, and it sounds like maybe you're not loving it so far, but... Um, I'm, I'm barely into it. Okay. I need to get cracking actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I want to reread the book I gave to you as well, because it's been a long time since I read it, but I, I remember like little kernels of it. I also remember the track pants. Track I pants. Rem- yeah, yeah. I remember some things, but I don't, I would still like to, to freshen up my memory a bit. So yeah, I really just remember track pants and that he's a McKelter and there's some and that she's time a travel. There is time travel. I can't there's remember. There's time travel time in a travel few again. of these. No, yeah. I think there's there's one where the lady goes back to the past, but that's a different that's book. a different one. Is that Dagus? I think that might be the other McKelter, yeah. Dagus. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one with Adam Black. That's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. This For can next all week. <laughs> be expounded on next week. Yeah. So you've got on. your reading assignment <laughs> and we will see you soon. Bye. This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, 
please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at sexyscarybook or send us an email and tell us what you think at sexyscarybookclub at gmail.com. Thank you.